Welcome everyone to episode 86 of the Regular Guys Wrestling Podcast. RGW in the house. My name's Jimmer. Across from me is E-Rock. How you doing, E-Rock? Doing good, buddy. It's been a long time since you and I, Mono on Mono, two-person podcast. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I was part of this uh, this dynamic duo, this tag team championship team. The OG, the creators, if you will, of the RGW podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mind, of course, is uh, actually he's away right now. He's got he's got a new career of sorts. So he will unfortunately be taking a bit of a hiatus here and there, but hopefully he'll be able to join us semi-regularly. Hopefully our minds are powerful enough to do the job. Hopefully the two of us can at least come close to one half mind. (laughs) Do the math, folks. (laughs) That's 66 and a quarter percent. No, we're Scott Steiner and we need a, a little Petey pump. Yeah, a little Petey. <laughs> what do we got going on today? Well, today, of course, we've got our rumors of the week. Uh, we've got quite a few uh, very interesting rumors, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Crown Jewel pay-per-view of the year. From, uh, from a location that we will not speak of because WWE doesn't like to. We're not allowed to discuss that. Yeah, we were going to talk about uh, talk about the pay-per-view, whether or not we thought it was uh, just as good as the Evolution pay-per-view, or if it was a flaming bag of garbage. Well, considering I personally felt that Evolution was one of the more, maybe one of the most entertaining pay-per-views, to me anyways, Well, you'd said that it's possibly even, even pay-per-view of the year. Awesome. Possibly. I did say that, yes. Um... Yeah, I really wanted to talk about it last week, but it just didn't work out. But anyways, considering that was possibly the best pay-per-view of the year, uh, we'll talk about how Crown Jewel compares to that. Exactly. Yeah. There might be a contrast. (laughs) Well, one of them is gender, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, yeah. So, why don't we jump into our rumors of the week? Why don't I kick us off? All right, so uh, PW Insider notes that the belief is Triple H flew directly back home to get a full evaluation on his torn pectoral muscle. Uh, According to WrestleVotes, Triple H getting injured has put the potential Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels match into question now. Um, So, of course, as we know, at Crown Jewel, uh, Triple H took a bad bump. I believe it was when he flew over the top rope. It seemed that way. And afterwards, I noticed that he was actually whole, like touching his, his uh, where his, like basically where his peck would meet his like his, his armpit, armpit almost. That's yeah. right. And um, the ref was kind of checking on him, and so I don't think there, I don't really think there um, is any doubt that that's where he hurt himself. Well, you've seen the photo online, right? Oh my gosh, disgusting! Like his whole like chest, armpit, bicep area is just like. Like a deep, like maroon color. Yeah, it's kind of like purpley black yeah. slash maroon. It's it's horrible looking. It looks so painful. Absolutely, it's a lot of internal bleeding. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Well, if he tore like the actual muscle itself off of the bone. Yeah. Like if you like, cut your cut your finger. Right. Right. Um, it bleeds. Yeah. 
So I guess the same thing obviously happens inside your body. Absolutely. And it causes, well, I guess that's, that's how that's bruising a bruise, happens. That's right? a bruise, right? This is just one giant bruise that covers like half of his <laughs> upper body. Uh, upper chest region. And here's another question for you. Why would Triple H getting injured affect Undertaker versus Michaels really in any way? If anything, it could potentially uh, improve the storyline in some sort of way. Would it not? Yeah, the only thing that I could think of is if their their plans were to have were to really have this almost like this DX faction, okay, involved in the build up to this potential Michaels Taker match, right? But now that you have no Triple H, then you have no DX, so. But Taker could go like he could disrespect Sean and Triple H more Triple H almost in a sense. And Sean could say, you know, you don't talk about my buddy that way, especially when he's down and out. Again, Taker would look more like the heel. Seems like they're going that way anyways at this stage in the game. Maybe that's actually what Undertaker wanted. Maybe he was kind of getting tired of the face and he kind of wanted to go heel a little bit. Could be. I'm not sure. He's not crazy heel, but he certainly has some shades of heel. Uh, Sean and Triple H have... uh, had glimpses of uh, the face in, in this uh, in this feud for sure. For sure, especially yeah. being new generation DX. Yeah, uh, you know, so I don't know. There, there's some potential there. I could yeah. see it. There's still there's still directions that they could take. Um, I think if they were planning on a Taker HBK match, they probably already had an idea of one of the, what they wanted to do. Right. And of course, it it's possibly involved Triple H. So now if that's out the window, now it's like, okay, now we almost have to come up with something else. Right. So, yeah, like it, it could put it into jeopardy, but not necessarily. Like Agreed. you said, absolutely. I mean, they could try something else. Now, whether or not I want to see the actual match itself, we'll get to that when we discuss the actual pay-per-view. But uh, I'm just saying it as it is. Yeah. Really. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We don't want to give too much away at this stage of the game. Now, one thing that I am disappointed in with Triple H being injured is because we talked about this a couple of weeks back. Um, potential programs now that Roman Reigns is gone. Right. Leading into WrestleMania. And one of the big programs that, I, that we had thought would be... Um, uh, something great, and they and at SmackDown 1000, they kind of alluded to it, kind of planted the seeds for it, Absolutely. and that's Triple H versus Batista. Yeah, I was actually looking forward to this to a certain degree. I and, really was too. You know, because Triple H can work a match. Batista's been, you know, it's been a while since he's been out, but they've got some history. Triple H could lead the lead the match, but yeah. And I think Batista with his acting chops. Um, like that promo that he cut was incredible. That was so good. I think it was probably the one of the best promos he's ever cut. And you know he started off a little rocky, I gotta say, but already it was better than his past. Yeah, well, I think he was a little overwhelmed by the reception. Sure. So that kind of threw him off a little bit. But once he got into it, he was just firing on all cylinders. Here's the big question: If this match doesn't happen, and don't say it won't, because Triple H is a machine. <laughs> he really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it doesn't happen this year. Do you still see it going down next year, or is the relevance factor going to be out the window at that stage in the game? Similar to a Miz-Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah, like I feel like they've probably missed their chance. Yeah. I really do. It's it's all And it's it's almost the same thing with Triple H-Seth Rollins. Like by oh the time God, that match right. finally happened. It was garbage. Like there, and like there, was, there, were, there was no wind in those sails. Like 
it it they waited so long to pull the trigger on that after that after the uh, Triple H screwed him out of the title. Looked bad on Seth actually because it it's like he was like I want you Triple H. It's like uh, he's he's just minding his own business, man. And why didn't you want him for the last seven months? Yeah. Why all of a sudden it's February and now you want Triple H in the ring? Why didn't you want him before? Same thing happened as we've talked before about Daniel Bryan. He wanted you know him and Big Cass. Why is this happening right now? It should be the Miz. Yeah. It really should be. So, but um, yeah, and then in, and not only that, but they're both going to be a full year older. <laughs> and who knows? Like maybe Batista. As, um, you know, this maybe was even the perfect time when it comes to like movies and stuff because right, Gar- we had talked about Guardians of the Galaxy three not happening anymore or at least going on hiatus because of the whole controversy with James Gunn and everything. So this may have been like, you know, the perfect storm to kind of get those two together. Who knows what'll happen a year and a half from now, right? Right, because Mania is is in March or April, it's, right? Uh, usually. First weekend in April ish. Yeah, never say never. It's only the start of November right now. Triple H could heal. You know, I'm sure Triple H wants the match. He knows it's a money maker. You know, it's it's Drax. So why not, right? He maybe will even wrestle slightly injured. Who knows? Yeah, like when he came back back in '02, he was out for eight months with the torn quad. Oh man! Now the quad and the pectoral, little different. Little different. Little different because you can still run. You can still run. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't pick up a guy. No. Um, we'll talk about it in a bit, but some of his moves, um, where he needed that arm, in the match <laughs> didn't look, um, or operate as well as I feel they should have. <laughs> Um, he should have really just belted his arm to his side just to make it look better. <laughs> any any attempt to use that, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. I will say Triple H though is a warrior. Sure. You know, he, in in two thousand one when he snapped the quad, he still finished the match. He still told Chris Jericho, "Put me in the lo- the walls of Jericho oh. with a torn quad." Which must have been excruciating. Yeah. Still did it. This time around, tore his pectoral, still finished the match, still worked, you know, a relatively decent match considering. And again, we'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, it's really hard to say at this point. I, I, like, I just don't see it happening this year, which means I don't know if it'll happen at all. All right, rumor number two, Shane McMahon's planned heel turn is part of a long-term plan on smackdown at least that's what wrestling observers lives quote-unquote brian alvarez was basically told this gonna happen or what shane O'Mac going to the dark side <laughs> i don't know like I, I don't really see well see I, mean, the point? I was gonna say see the point but there's a lot of stuff that they do that we don't see the point of so it's not out of the question. I mean, again, we, we this is our thing. We'll discuss it later. But it certainly seems that's the route they're going at this stage in the game. And it's been a rumor for quite some time that they've been thinking about going with a Shane heel angle. Uh, even when he had initially uh, wrestled. Who was it? Was it Daniel Bryan? No. Who did he wrestle last uh, before he disappeared? Kevin Owens? Well, they, I think he was in the tag match. Him and Bryan, right? 
versus KO and Sammy at WrestleMania. That's right. And prior to the match at Mania, there was a lot of foreshadowing that he was going to turn on Daniel Bryan. In fact, we were willing to bet that it was going to happen. Nothing even close to that occurred at Mania. That's a good point. So that's kind of where I'm going off. You know, based on this, but never say never. WWE, they, he could completely go heel, or he this could mean absolutely nothing. So stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. And I mean that kind of um, leads into uh, our next rumor as well. There's speculation, according to Brian Alvarez as well. This time around, we're not quite sure if he was basically told this or not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, according to him. Uh, the World Cup final angle at Crown Jewel was the start of a face turn for The Miz. This worries me. This worries me because the last time Miz turned face many, many years ago, it did not go well mm. at all. Mm. This was the the era of Zack Ryder, I believe, being a United States champion. Okay. Kind of giving you a, an idea of how far back this That's was. That's a while ago. I think it was around that era. But uh, he probably is one of the worst faces I've ever seen. For someone that's so technically, at this stage of the name, good at being a heel. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure of how many other... I guess some people would uh, say that argument for Orton. But I'd say to scale, oh, Miz was so much worse mm-hmm. as a face. I mean, he's, he's definitely a natural heel. It's yeah. kind of, to me personally... Del Rio was bad at being a face, too. Yeah, Del Rio. So bad. I also feel, um, even though she's looked at as one of the top females, I feel Charlotte is a terrible face. Yeah, yeah, she does. And you know who else sucks as a face, technically? Lesnar. <laughs> Lesnar as a face? Yeah, he's not good as a face either. No. No. He, I mean, he was an okay face back in the day. He's, I guess he's an anti-hero, but I don't really classify that as a face, right? So... Yeah, no, I don't know what he would be considered. No, he's not really an anti-hero, though. No. Like, he's... I don't know. I don't know what he is. Yeah. He just doesn't belong. Yeah. He doesn't compute. Just a guy that just doesn't care. <laughs> I'm here for the paycheck. Give me my money. Give me my money. <laughs> Next up, WWE World Cup Tournament Bracket was changed after John Cena pulled out, says The Observer. They were originally going to mix the brands, including a Cena versus Rey Mysterio first round match where Mysterio would go over. According to Ringside News, Saudi fans felt betrayed by Cena's decision to pull out of the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. It was a pretty short notice for, you know, and he was being advertised as part of this, uh, part of this World Cup up until Monday night. I could definitely see them being pretty down about it lots of kids in the crowd that sure. night Sure, there were lots of kids in the crowd tons tons yeah. and uh i'm sure they were looking forward to seeing the leader of the c nation and no john cena did he ever give a formal explanation in regards to why he wasn't going i don't think so i don't think he ever wrote on twitter or anything like that i think he did write some sort of veiled thing about um you know, you have to stand up for what you believe in or okay. that sort of thing. Yeah. But never uh, never addressed it head on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking about Daniel Bryan's uh, reasoning for not going. Uh, but uh, as for John Cena, I did, I hadn't heard too much about it. So I'm just assuming, yeah, he, he didn't believe in what was all going down and whatnot, especially with the uh, the murder, the suspected murder mm. of that uh, one individual. So mm-hmm. 
It is what it is. Yeah. And then uh, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, just jumping to uh, jumping forward a little bit here, Daniel Bryan's decision not to go to Saudi Arabia was actually made long ago due to the country's treatment of homosexuals and his feeling like it was racism that Sami Zayn wasn't allowed to wrestle at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, that was a whole religious thing there. Mm -hmm. um, to that end, they also report that Brian was asked to lose to The Miz at Super Showdown, but they're unsure on whether it was because he thought the ensuing title match would happen at Crown Jewel um, or not. Daniel Bryan tapping out to AJ Styles, as he had on SmackDown, was always the planned finish at Crown Jewel, per Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Live. It wasn't punishment for backing out of the Saudi Arabia trip, but it likely means that he's not in the WWE title picture for the rest of 2018. I feel he is going to be out of the title picture for a long time. Agreed. I feel. Agreed. Do you think they have? Um, you, do you think it's justified them doing this to him, or is that more of a, a more of a bullying type thing on the on the on the face of WWE? Is, you know, because Daniel Bryan is, again, like we just discussed with John Cena, standing up for what he believes in. But he also kind of, mm, is he's refusing to go to a pay-per-view where 98% of the wrestlers have decided that they're going to go anyways. So he was really the odd man out. But his brother-in-law then, you know, agrees, okay, you know what, uh, I'm not going to go either. I guess, I don't know, are they really brother-in-laws anymore? I'm not sure. No, I guess not. <laughs> Ex-brother-in-laws. I'm sure they're friends. Yeah, of course. But those are the only two. And for the longest time, it was just Daniel Bryan not going. Looks really strange. Looks really strange. And I'm sure Vince was really um, slightly irked about that. I could see him definitely being annoyed. And I can see that on the surface, them saying, yep, you know what? You do what you got to do. You Yeah. But at the same time, I feel that it's like, you know what? You have a job to do. Yeah. You've got all of these people that we've advertised you. Like, we've advertised you coming. Yeah. There are a lot of your fans coming to see you. Mm -hmm. Same thing with John Cena. Um, that are going to be disappointed yeah. that you're not coming. We always... You you, you constantly hear them uh, saying, you know what, we're not going to make change unless we unless we you know we we go and do our thing. Yeah. You hear that a lot, right? Social change. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do that. You know, um this is just our a small piece of us kind of doing that part. Yeah. Right? So I feel if WWE as a corporation made the decision to go, you know, exactly like you said 98% of the people went, you know, I'm sure some of them were were a little bit irked about the whole thing, but at the end of the day, this is the job that we had to do. Yeah. You do have fans all over the world, including this place that maybe doesn't, you know, does have some social values, of course, that are different than North America. But they're still your fans. And a lot of those people in, those, in the crowd, I would venture to guess, don't even have the same values as officially the country does. You know what I mean? That's right. And you know that's that's pretty much what Randy Orton had stated as well. And and JBL. Yeah. You know, we have a job to do. Let's go out there and we can't do change without going out there. Yeah. So Yeah, it kind of almost it, at first I was kind of seeing Daniel Bryan as, well, you know, good for you. 
I don't know. I kind of feel like some things may have changed in that light now. He kind of looks like the kind of the bad seed of the group for not going. And I mean, kind of like the whiny baby. I mean, I guess you kind of feel like that. It's a bit of a protest. It's a protest. Is essentially what it is, right? And um, you know what? It's his right. Sure. If he doesn't want to go. Um, and I think Vince, if he really wanted to, he probably could have said, you have to come. Sure. You know? You're, you're, you know, you're contractually obligated to be where we tell you to be. Well, he was one of the main events. Sure. Well, he was in the WWE title match. That's right. They gave him the title match. Yeah. With the intent that he was going to go wrestle at against AJ Styles. Against AJ Styles. Yeah. So, and, and they advertised that match for at least two, you know, three, four weeks. So for them to then, again, the week of, basically kind of uh, do the old bait and switch Mm -hmm. doesn't look great on the company doesn't look great on Daniel Bryan I don't know I think even though they say that it's not going to hurt him I think it's going to that's right next up PW Insider notes that Dean Ambrose was indeed backstage at Crown Jewel he just wasn't used at the event and he accompanied his wife Renee Young who did commentary? Mm. We just talked about change. There's a little bit of change right there. A lady was at the pay-per-view. That's I when I heard this, I was thinking, what? I had to clean my glasses. How does that even work? I don't know if they did it out of a little bit of, um, I don't know, rebellion. I'm not entirely sure, or if they they did get the permission, but they had a non-male on the show, and last. Last uh, Crown Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Heck, they couldn't even have advertising with the women on it. Yeah, like, I don't know the ins and outs of how that actually worked. Because my understanding was that women were not allowed to perform. That's right. Or in, work. Or even work. She's working. So unless they somehow got around that saying she was just, like, volunteering or something. I don't know how that works. But in any case, she was there. They announced it, uh, I think, about a week and a half ago. Uh, I think it was not long before the actual pay-per-view itself. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, notice given there. But uh, that was good. It was yeah. good to good to see her there. Absolutely. I can't say I'm a massive fan of her commentary at the moment. But yeah, maybe with time it'll get a little bit better. I think there's still some nerves there. There's, uh, you know, there's uh, they, they say wrestlers are green. Okay. Well, announcers can be green too. They sure can, and especially if she's in a country where they're not welcoming women that uh, work. There might have been even some additional nerves there. I, I, I would be, I would be. So good for her for, uh, for going after that and uh, making some history because she certainly did. Absolutely. All right, moving on here. The Observer says that Roman Reigns leaving WWE led to the Raw versus SmackDown theme. First Survivor Series coming back as it wasn't the original plan. That actually surprises me, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I know. I would have thought that that was just kind of the, a given yeah, going forward. Yeah, those right? are actually the most excited ones, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Dave Meltzer said on the Wrestling Observer Radio that the original plans were to have Roman Reigns retain the Universal title at Crown Jewel, and Brock Lesnar would have actually been finished up with the WWE for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. I was calling that big time, and I'm sure you were as well. Roman's going to win, Br- uh, Braun is going to eat the pin, mm-hmm. and Lesnar's going to ride off into the sunset for right. a bit, go to the UFC. Uh, Roman couldn't perform due to his leukemia, 
So Braun is you know still gonna eat the pin, and we're gonna give Lesnar probably even more money to hold on to a belt again <laughs> for who knows how long. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll have that belt when he uh, fights Daniel Cormier in the UFC and there'll be gold everywhere. Mm-hmm. Not sure. But it seems like that's the way they're going to go, but it ended up being this way. Right. All right, so speaking of Roman Reigns, with Reigns being out, there's more talk than ever that women could main event WrestleMania 35 with whatever is planned for Ronda Rousey at the show. Someone by the name of E-Rock recently stated this. Someone by the name of Jimmer said, no way, Uh uh-uh, can't see it happening. I was debunking that. (laughs) Like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I think it's looking quite promising that we may see a Ronda versus Charlotte or a Ronda versus Becky or a Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky match at WrestleMania and maybe throw Nikki Bella, unfortunately, in there. Ugh, please no. <laughs> I don't think she belongs in that pack. No, she belongs outside of the WWE completely. <laughs> you just see her in Lucha Underground. <laughs> what are you doing here? What's Belly What's Belly Nixter doing in the impact zone? Belly Nixter. <laughs> they split them apart too. One's in like Impact Wrestling and ones in like Ring of Honor. They go. They go to like uh, De- Defiant Wrestling in the UK. What's Briola, Ella, doing in ROH? What's Brie Cheese doing? <laughs> Brie Cheese and blue pants. <laughs> oh no! For the world title. My goodness. <laughs> Now I will say that um, I always I like with Reigns out. I had kind of thought, you know what? If that Batista Triple H match comes in, right. they're gonna make that like a, a main event or co-main event, whatever. We also talked about the potential of their maybe Brock Lesnar winning potentially if if like if Brock won maybe see them throwing just a boatload of money at the rock. Ooh. We talked yeah. about that the other week. Yeah. And um so I mean that I think still may happen. But yeah, like I having the women main event or being at least part of the main event, I honestly don't see them closing the show. I just don't. The Rock versus Batista. <laughs> Would they have ever fought? No, no. They, they didn't really cross. There's really no interest in that, except for the fact that they're movie stars. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, yes, exactly. There's there's really no history there. None. The wrestling no. movie stars. Uh, could you see Batista versus Lesnar? Ooh. Have we seen that? No, only OVW has seen it. Right. That's it. We could. They could be Leviathan versus Lesnar. <laughs> Versus the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Is that his old name? It was hit. No, it was, was that when, his nickname? It was him and Shelton Benjamin. Oh, when the, they were in OVW, they was were their, called, that was their tag name. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Oh God. <laughs> Is that Lesnar not even from Minnesota? Yeah, no, he's from. Uh, no, he's from Minnesota. No, he wasn't born there. He was born uh, South or North Dakota, I think. Mm, could be. Yeah, yeah, I think he went to the University of Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's but he where wasn't he born is. there. He's born, I, I think, in one of the Dakotas. Could be. 
northern boy. East Dakota. Now he lives in Saskatchewan. I heard um, somebody call Saskatchewan something so funny this week. What was it? Saskatchewan. We should try. <laughs> we should try and find where Lesnar lives. Yeah. <laughs> take a photo. Take a selfie of us in front of his probably giant gate or something like that. Look, Lesnar lives like a mile out of this gate. That's a horror movie waiting to happen. Oh, he's no. Going to dr- he's going to beat us up, drag our lifeless bodies into the barn. <laughs> we take a video of ourselves. Look, we're in front of Brock Lesnar's property right now. Hey, what do you think, man? What? Wait a minute. You're Brock Lesnar. I'm going to kill all three of you. You name me which ones in a specific order right now. Uh, go for the mind. <laughs> What do you think, Sable? Oh, no! Take them all, baby! <laughs> it's bad. Oh, Sable. Oh, no. I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't heard from her in a while. You know, you need to sell You need to sell the, the Sable quotes on the uh, the t-shirt site there, the wrestling, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling tees. Pro wrestling tees. What was the original quote from her? It was something, you... something like... Um... Oh, well, you're in luck, baby. Yeah, you're in luck, baby! <laughs> About like food or sorry, because he was whole hunger gate a horse. Yeah. Well, you're in luck, baby. <laughs> I'd buy that shirt. Oh man, I would wear that shirt. How much are you gonna sell it for? Twenty five dollars. That's fair. That's a fair deal. You know what you guys should do? You should email <laughs> regularguyswrestling at gmail and let us know whether or not you would purchase that T-shirt. That is actually a really good idea. You could also. Uh, let us know on either the Facebook or the Twitter or Instagram at RGW Podcast. That's more modern. Or you can write us <laughs> at P.O. Box. What you can do is uh, find yourself a pigeon, <laughs> write a note, roll it up, put it in the pigeon's foot, let it go, <laughs> and shoot it. And see where the note falls. Send us the dead pigeon. <laughs> what? What? You can keep your note. <laughs> they wrote it in the pigeon's book. Fat, fat Balor is hungry. He's eating the raw pigeon. Ooh, give me some of the neck fat. <laughs> How much neck fat is on that pigeon? <laughs> pigeon's neck fat. It's all neck fat. <laughs> Oh, oh! your version of Fat Balor is so different from the mine. It is, it is. We're different folks. You, you are, you are. Okay, what's next up there, Gemma? All right, so uh, back to WrestleMania 35, Trish Stratus and Lita are actually planned for a tag team match at WrestleMania 35, says PW Insider. Coupled with that, there's continued talk of women's tag team titles, at least in part to rumors of WWE handing out signs for as much at shows and encouraging the women's roster to tweet about it. Oh, wow. You know, this rumor is becoming the new Ember Moon uh, rumor. Yeah, no kidding. Every week, women's tag team titles are coming. Did you hear, Sable? Did you hear about those women's tag team belts? Well, you're in luck, baby! (laughs) What, do you have the belts? No. Shut up! <laughs> I just wanted to say it. <laughs> now come here, Brock, and jump on me. 
Might be an F five, baby. My back. <laughs> she she's broken in half. <laughs> Jr's in their bedroom. He just shows up. Some creepy. He's locked in a trunk. Oh no. Oh poor Jr. Oh. Tragically hip is playing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Bob Cajun where I saw the constellations. <laughs> what are you singing right now? It's a song. Oh, I thought you were going to sing that locked in the trunk of a car. Song. Oh, I should have. That would have made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought of singing Bob Cajun. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with a car in a trunk? It's tragically hip. Oh, okay. It's my go-to hip song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, was, I guess we were reaching there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing these uh, titles are going to show up one day. Well, there's so many women, especially these battle royals, so if they keep some of the legends behind, like uh, Trish and Lita and, and who knows, like maybe Taker's wife, and <laughs> Michelle McCool and Kelly Kelly, Kelly Kelly Kelly, and all the other old timers you know that maybe they'll have enough people for a women's tag team title division well you know it's hardly uh again um just sorry i was gonna say it's it's hardly um a big deal if you don't have like tons and tons of women because really if you think about it the tag team titles on both shows like there's really no there's no like contenders um it's like just, ranking or anything. It's not like you have to have 10 tag teams and they're all ranked and you got your number one contender like say like UFC would have. I still think they should have cross show. Do it cross show. They would have to. I honestly feel they would have to. It'd make it more interesting too because then you'd want to watch both shows. Oh, where are the tag team champions wrestling tonight? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would make it interesting but you have to be champions to do that. That's one of the cool things. Now you can wrestle on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's hard. Like I I feel that they would like they would have to be on both shows. But we all know how it worked when you had the traveling champion, when they had like the um like the undisputed champion at, for for a little bit was apparently on was was on both shows. Not a, apparently, but was supposed to be on both shows. Yeah. Um. That was with Triple H, right? Yeah, and it well, and it, and then Hulk Hogan technically was the undisputed. And then Lesnar was the the last undisputed champion, and then he ended up moving to SmackDown exclusively, and then oh. they introduced the world title that Triple H got for Raw. Oh, I forgot that it was Lesnar that was technically the last one. Yeah, and then Stephanie signed him exclusively to SmackDown. Ooh. Which left Raw without a world title, which is when why when Bischoff came on there, he introduced the the world title, the big and gold just handed belt, it to him. and just handed it to Triple H, right? So Does that count have... as a win for him? Is mm, that one of his wins? No. His championship wins? No. Well, um... Actually, it would be, eh? Uh, like, a uh, X-time champion? Well, it would be his... Like, it's... It wouldn't be considered a win, but it would be considered a reign. Wow. That's weird, eh? That's a tainted reign. Yeah, I guess it, it would be. But it really added to his heel persona at the time. I mean, it totally worked. Like, you're not going to do that for a face. No, and you won't do that over and over, because it kills it. But it was just a one-off, yeah, we're going to give a man a belt. Yeah, like it was still strange, but um, I guess it was. it's interesting. It's it's almost like, uh, what's it, what's uh, what's that term? Art becoming life okay. or life imitating art. 
yeah. or whatever because they just gave him the belt. And it's funny because how pro wrestling works is it's not a true competition. Really, they're deciding who's going to get the belt, and they're really just giving it to somebody. Oh, I see what you're way. saying. So they're it's showing kind of the like, background, scenes. right? Yeah, so it's like art imitating life. That's what the ah, term I'm trying to say. Okay, okay. So, um, and I don't think that's what they were going for. No, no, per se. But um, it, it just kind of happened that way. And it, like you said, it's not like they do it all the time. It was a one-off. You see the writers in the back. All right, we want Triple H to be the champion. Any, you got any of you guys have any ideas on who we're uh, we're gonna put him up against? No. Well, any, at least any of the kind of like the match structure that he you know he'd have. No. All right, just just give him the belt. Just we've got nothing for him. I guess in hindsight, like what they sh- what they could have easily done is is uh, made up a, a mini tournament. Well, yeah, that's the easy way out. That's what and, they should have done. You know, it's usually the route they go, anyways. Yeah, but like you'd said too, he was the heel. And it's totally a heel move. He gets the belt, and he brags about being the first world champion. Yeah. But he never beat anybody for it. Doesn't matter. I'm the first world champion. <laughs> <laughs> but you were just given the belt. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I earned it. But no, you didn't. They literally handed it to you. I'm the champion. <laughs> that's great oh man (laughs) all right i dedicate the next rumor to jimmer there's a pitch going around backstage to pair bray wyatt and luke harper back together again according to wrestling observer newsletter Hmm. (laughs) oh i thought you were gonna say barf a little bit about two yeah i'll also say one thing too Hot garbage. Excellent. <laughs> Do they, are these, like, is Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan just that damaged? That damaged that they have nothing for these idiots except for putting them back together over and over? Well, the thing about it is <laughs> um, with Luke Harper. Um, he, he's got potential. Yeah, and you know what, and I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not a big fan of them, but... I think their their whole Bludgeon Brothers thing was kind of gaining a little bit of traction as them to be heels. Eh. Not a lot, eh. but at least it was something different for the two of them. It was slightly different. It was very close to their previous gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wore cane tights. They wore cane tights. It's cane. Looks like cane. It smells like his. It smells like Knoxville, Tennessee. I smell his ass. It's all drooping down because of Kane's enormous gullet. Looks like Glenn Jacobs. Looks like Glenn Jacobs has slammed back too many bags of Doritos since he became mayor. He's lots of pork rinds, lots of... He, he just knocks back the lard. He is a round man. He's a big guy. <laughs> he is. Uh, he has gained some weight. Yes, Since he has. his days of uh, teaming with Booker T. That is for <laughs> sure. I don't think he'd be doing any Kane Rooney's anytime soon. I think that's when his... Uh, from my memory, I think that was probably his... He was best best in shape at the time. At that time? Yeah, when his, uh, his first return where he fought the um, 
on Americans. Mm. Test Christian and Lance Storm. Yeah. He was in very, very good shape. He was actually in pretty decent shape during his uh, corporate cane persona. What? I thought he was in decent shape. Like recent? Over the last couple of years? Yeah, or? like say three years ago. Well, I guess much better than current. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if we're comparing it to current, yes, he was uh, an Adonis. <laughs> You're like, Iraq, Big V was, uh, was in better shape than him right now. Oh. Too soon. Much too soon. Poor Viscera. <laughs> Poor Viscera. Sorry, I guess I could have chose someone else. Yokozuna. T- too soon. Actually, what Kane would have to do, though, is um, to truly uh, channel his his inner Viscera is wear, like, that uh, brown velvet. Remember, oh, no. Remember he would wear, like, brown velvet? <laughs> Terrible. And who would you say is the biggest, heaviest wrestler on the roster? Like today? Yeah. Not counting Big Show because he's, he's in shape. Yeah, he's a big... And he's a, and he's a giant. Hmm. The roundest. Kane's up there. Kane is if up you, there. If eh? you had to... I guess that guy from NXT there would be one of them, eh? Oh, Cassius Ono? No, no, no. The shorter guy there. He's got the long hair and... The, well, actually, Cassius Ono was... Has long hair. Uh, he's part of like the machine group. That heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. Oh, yeah, he's a big guy. That is a big man. Yeah. Actually, Not very tall, though. Also, actually, one of the guys from uh, War Raiders oh, yeah, that is guy. also really he's big. He's pretty big. He's a big guy. That's not bad, though, when you think of it. All the, I don't know, I guess overall, maybe the wrestlers are becoming more and more in shape. Yeah. Certainly not back. It's not like the earthquake and typhoon era. No. Jeez. Wow. There and was a lot of big men. Earthquake uh, used to wear a singlet. Yeah. And there was uh, uh, Akeem. Oh, yeah. Akeem, the African dream. He was a big man, too. and From and, the from the deepest, darkest Africa. Oh, God. He was from. Big Boss Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man. Actually, Big Boss Man, I um, when he was like, I want to say in the late 80s. Yeah. He like, at, starting in the early 90s, he, he lost a lot of weight. But he was like, he was pushing 400. Oh my god! Time. He was a big man. Yeah, and when he came back with his uh, freshened up gimmick, there he had lost well over a hundred pounds, I think. Oh well, in the early nineties he had lost weight, and then when he'd come back, the SWAT gimmick with the SWAT gimmick, like being part of the corporation. Yeah, he had significant, like, so much better, and yet he was still sure. a big dude. Yeah, he's still big. a big dude. Well, it's really funny, like these guys, like they were. I'm pretty sure he was like six four, six five. Yeah, like he was as almost as tall as Hulk Hogan. Oh, really? Because they feuded in the late '80s, the Twin Towers, and I think um, Hogan's six eight, six seven. I think is six, what seven? he's built back. Okay. Yeah. So and then he, um, so yeah, the Twin Towers so it was um, Boss Man and Akeem. Right. They wrestled the Mega Powers. Oh yeah, yeah. They've had a had a brief feud, and like Akeem was very very big. But Bossman wasn't much smaller. Like, he was not a short dude. He's still alive, that Akeem guy? Akeem is still alive, yeah. One yeah, Man Gang. One Man by. Gang, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, he's still alive. I don't know if he's wrestling anymore. He's He's got to be pretty old. Yeah. Like, he's he'd be, he'd be he's got to be in his 60s, I'm sure. A lot of those guys are gone now, eh? Those rumbles that you watch from, like, uh, mm. first Royal Rumble? For sure. In uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Is that where the first one was, eh? Yeah, first yeah. one. And uh, yeah, a lot of those guys are gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I always think back to 
uh, WrestleMania. Is it fourteen? Okay, must have been WrestleMania fourteen. You had Bulldog, Owen, and Vader oh. versus Yokozuna, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, and one other guy. One other guy. Well, Ahmed's still alive. Ahmed's still alive, but Yoko's gone. Owen's gone. Bulldog's gone. Mm. Now Vader's gone. Vader's gone. I want to say the other guy that was Let's in say that Bam match. Bam. <laughs> it wasn't Bam Bam. But I almost want to say whoever else was in that match is gone too. But um, when, but yeah, like when you think about even even as as recent, we'll say it's a, you know it's a long time ago, but uh, as recent as WrestleMania 14, which is 20 years ago actually. That's insane to think about WrestleMania 14, Austin versus Shawn wow. Michaels. Wow. 20 years ago. <clears throat> Such an epic match. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so when you think about um, those those first Royal Rumbles, for sure, like, a lot of those guys are going to be gone. Yeah, you know, the first Spider-Man was recently on, and uh, Macho Man was in there as oh, yeah. Bonesaw. And, uh, man, was he jacked in that movie. And, yeah, he's gone, too. Good old Macho Man. Mm-hmm. So many guys, so little time. You know, I'm guessing that sorry that wasn't WrestleMania 14. I think that was actually WrestleMania. It must have been WrestleMania 12. It's kind of sad, actually. The legacy of WWE is built on numerous, numerous dead people. Mm. Isn't that weird when you think of it? That it it, it, it like, kind of is. Like WWE is built on people that are all no longer with us. Right. And they and they should be. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They're all taken too soon. There's very few wrestlers that die of old age. Very few. Very. Getting back to that real quick, um, I was actually wrong. So it was the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader, yep. all three of which are gone. They're all gone. Uh, Yokozuna, yep. who's gone as well. Um, Ahmed Johnson, and uh, Jake Roberts, oh, okay. who could have just could have very oh. easily have been gone. Yeah, Jake and Scott Hall, they're like literally the closest people to death. Not only in wrestling that I've ever seen, but maybe ever. <laughs> they, they were meant to die. Oh, Scott Hall! I um, <laughs> like J- uh, if you watch that Jake Roberts, uh, yeah, I watched it. documentary. Like Jake was in a bad spot. Yes, but <laughs> Scott, Scott Hall was, was a whole nother level. A oh, whole nother level. Like they went to go get him at the airport, and he had to be wheeled. DDP said he had no idea it was that bad. I guess he hadn't seen it. I guess he had talked to him, but he hadn't seen him in a long time. And yeah, exactly, he had no idea how bad Scott was. Yeah, but uh, it sounds like he's back. He's doing you know, well. We've seen him Raw twenty five and a few other times. I think since then. Actually, I saw a little bit of a video of um, this that NWO thing. Oh yeah, and he was that on. They a did very recently. Table for three. He was know. he was on a table for was three he on recently. A table for three? Okay. Yeah, he's looking good. I don't know if it was with uh, him and Nash and Park, I think, okay. or I think something like that. Oh Neville? no, 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 him and DDP and Neville, <laughs> him and DDP and Nash. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. They were talking about oh, the no, old I, days. I should watch that one actually. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, you know what's getting tiring about it? Seeing the same faces. They starting to even joke about how many times DDP's been on numerous. Table for threes. I know Nash has been on at least twice, maybe even three times. Yeah, I don't remember who's been on the most. I don't know if it's DDP. Oh, who would it be? I don't know. There's some that are just 
becoming very much regulars on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I think DDP is one of. Uh, okay. W- he's up there. He's yeah. up there. But I always enjoy them. Some are better than others. Some are fillers. I know the mind really liked the one about the. Uh, about uh, Xavier Woods and uh, Zach Ryder and and Matt Hardy discussing how they uh, they did their back background promos and whatnot, and uh, I found it very boring. Right, <laughs> but it's also you know you can only hear so much about the NWO nowadays. Right, because I think we've heard it all over <laughs> and over and over yeah. again. Like, what more can we hear? Right, about the NWO and WCW. Yeah, and I mean then. 20 years ago. Again, 20 years ago. I know. I'll say it again. 20 years ago. 20 years. Not that long ago, but no. long ago. Yeah. It's hard to say. All right. Moving on here. It wasn't just that the usual main roster sets and equipment that weren't available for Evolution. We heard that the they were actually traveling to their next show. So that's kind of like where the, the, the sets and the equipment and stuff was. Um, but PW Insider says the usual... Raw and SmackDown production crew, including Kevin Dunn, were already in Charlotte on Sunday so that the women's fa- pay-per-view felt like a takeover because the people producing it were actually from NXT. So the reason why I included this rumor was I had noticed this during the Evolution pay-per-view. I'm not sure if you had noticed. I'm sure you did. The entire show had a strange feel to it. Oh, totally different. Yeah. Like the light on the ring the darkness in the crowd, mm-hmm. the sound was different. Yeah, and I didn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. It was like kind of like an NXT show. Yeah. Uh, any idea of what? Uh, there was no LED so- uh, boards around the ring. No. To my knowledge. No. Nope. There you go. That's one thing. The posts weren't all fancy like. No, no. It was very basic. Very basic. Yeah. Very basic. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's kind of the answer behind it, behind the mystery. Of why the Evolution pay-per-view had a basic-looking ring, but was a very good pay-per-view. You know, you, and that goes to show mm-hmm. that you don't need all of the bells and whistles. That's right. To put on a good show, if you've got compelling matches, yeah, and you've got compelling stories, yeah, and the people in that ring can tell a compelling story, you don't need all the rest. The rest should be accents. It shouldn't be the focus that's right right and then i think i think evolution um put the spotlight on on that perfectly and i think a good example of that is and i hope they stop i really really hope they stop is the cgi they've added when wrestlers are walking out it is one of the worst ideas they've come out with in years it's so bad well it's it's like one of those things where you know if you are live at the show and you can't see it... I don't want to see it. Why in the world do you think that us on TV <laughs> want to see it? Exactly. Not to mention how fake it looks. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it doesn't look real. <laughs> no, it I doesn't mean, look good. I mean I, I mean, I could never make it look that good, but we don't want to see it. And you said it best. If you can't see it live, why would we want to see it? It's ridiculous. From Bailey to New Day to... Whatever, right. I don't want to see it. I don't care whether they're a comedy, children, or an adult-oriented wrestler. Don't want to see it. Agreed. It's so ridiculous. And they use it with New Day all the time. And Bailey, They're the two heavy hitters with the CGI when they walk out. Flying pancakes with the New Day for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Syrup everywhere. You almost want to say it again. Hot garbage. 
Barf. It's our word of the day. <laughs> Words of the day. Words of the day. Hot garbage. All right, next up. PW Insider says WWE has filed a new trademark for Tough Enough, leading to speculation the show may make another comeback in some form. Have you been listening to the Bruce Pritchard podcast on Mr. Daniel Pewter? No. Yeah. I've been listening to it. Actually, a little bit more interesting than what I thought it was going to be. Went into that with really low expectations. I don't have a lot of uh, knowledge whatsoever on Tough Enough. I did mm. not watch the first first one. Did you watch it back in the day? I think I saw a bit of like the first season with the Miz and Mr. Ryback. No, that's later on. That's the first gener. That's the first season. They they were in the first Peter. season. Yeah, that, I'm pretty. Oh no no the first Tough Enough was um. That's that was like Maven and stuff like I'm talking was about. It? That's tough enough. Maven's Maven and Nidia and then John Hannigan. Well Daniel Pewter was tough enough. Yeah, but, but that he was, was the after. first one. He was later. Oh really, eh? Yeah. He was like the fourth or fifth season. What? That far? Ba- basically once nobody even cared about them anymore. Oh wow. Because so, the fir- very first season was Maven and Nidia. The second season was Jackie Gata and uh Linda Miles. Jackie? Really? Yeah. She oh wait, went... wait. I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking of Jacqueline. Jack. Ja- Jackie. Is that the same one? No, Jacqueline. You, you're thinking of the Hall of Famer Jacqueline. Who's, yeah. Who's Jackie Gata? She was on. Um, I don't know. She was on wrestling. Um, I don't remember if she accompanied them or not, but she ended up marrying Charlie Haas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and the third season was John Morrison and Matt Capitelli. Right, 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 right. Okay, and, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, and then I think Daniel Pewter might have been like the fourth season. And the only, th- and I never saw it at all, the only thing I even remember about Daniel Pewter is basically every single person in the Royal Rumble giving him knife-edge chops. Yes. And by the end of the his tenure in the Royal Rumble, his chest looked like ground beef. Yeah, they were just, it was actually, uh, it was at least three of them. It was Bob Hawley. yeah. Um, oh, that would hurt so bad. Bob Holly is a mean man. Yeah, apparently not a, not a very nice individual. Yeah, and it was um, Eddie Guerrero and your favorite, Mr. C. Ben Oit. Oh. <laughs> That's too obvious. Uh, Chris B. <laughs> Chris B. Dalloway? <laughs> CB CB Dalloway's in the WWE. What's CB Dalloway doing here? You hear crickets? Go away! <laughs> we don't want you. What's this idiot doing here? Here I am, sitting in the dark, not wrestling, and you got CB Dalloway, the so, UFC reject. Hey Zinkara, no one wants to see you. Hey yo, oh way. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Was that by any chance the mines? <laughs> it's my uh, mojo. It's uh, it's my uh, my mojo rally slash uh, Tony Danza. Tony Danza mojo rally. <laughs> it's Samantha. I'm gonna win the uh, the championship here on the Jericho Cruise. I'm hiding in the washroom. <laughs> I'm in the trunk with Jr. <laughs> with Jr. Play me some tragically hip. <laughs> New Orleans is sinking. Oh no! And I'm. And I don't want to swim. Swim! <laughs> Alright, last rumor here. New WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, spoiler alert everyone. Wait a minute. Is reportedly scheduled for WrestleMania 35 
under his new deal, according to MMAfighting.com. There had been some speculation on Lesnar being done at the Royal Rumble uh, in 2019, uh, but that's not the case. Lesnar's new deal is said to be for multiple events, but the length of the deal has been kept quiet. His new WWE deal reportedly allows him to fight for the UFC, uh, but there's no word yet on if he still plans to fight UFC heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier while he's signed to WWE. You know, I don't think there's any wrestler in the past and maybe even in the future that'll ever be allowed to wrestle slash fight on both shows like this. I think that just speaks volumes to the fact that WWE really needs a star. Yeah. Like they have they don't really have anybody that's really drawing right now. No. And it's not necessarily a, a lot of these wrestlers fault, but they've put them in such poor positions. They have jobbed them out. Like look at Daniel Bryan. When he came back after injury, he should be the top guy. He used to be white hot. Now look at what he is. Like you you know he comes back miraculous return <laughs> after two years on the sidelines because you couldn't wrestle comes back miraculous return immediately gets thrown into some some pay-per-view match with Shane McMahon even though you thought that they were gonna fight all of a sudden they're friends yeah and then oh his next feud it's got to be against the Miz right this is two years in the making yep and he could never fight back because he couldn't wrestle mm-hmm no, let's let's throw him to Big Cass instead. Need some hubcaps. To hubcaps, why not? Yeah, and you know what? And based on what you said, that that's a really good point. Who is, who is the the white hot fighter right now in the WWE? Because I don't think there is one. There actually is one. Oh. Her name is Becky Lynch. Oh. Yeah. But, unfortunately, like, there's. Aside from Charlotte, I don't know. Is there really anybody else that can match her? That's a really good point. That's a good one there, Jimmer. Yeah, it's Becky Lynch. There is no one else right now. There's no one. In the future, you might have someone like a Matt Riddle. Did you see Matt Riddle's uh, debut match? In uh, NXT? No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it was all right. Not a big fan of his music. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. Another, not... Yeah, I just kind of... I was hoping for something a little bit more... Uh, aggressive from a hip-hop perspective mm -hmm. it was a little too chill but uh i could see him being huge in the future but in the meantime you know who's who's on fire like poor old seth's not you know mcintyre's not and i don't think he's going to be as much as they hope he's going to be no you know what as 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 much as i like him and you know i'd like to see big things for him i just still i feel he's missing something Here's somebody that was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Strowman. Not anymore. No, they've completely screwed him up. They screwed him up last year, and then they had their ch they had their chance, I feel, to bring him back. And that was, was him winning against Lesnar. Against Lesnar. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And wait till we discuss it more. Oh. Yeah, there's more to talk about, obviously, but... Uh, and they screwed up with so many others, you know, because we could talk about this all night. Kurt Angle, you know, the man, the man's a legend. The things he did. And now he's a laugh. He's yeah. a joke. I feel like, um, 
I feel like Bar- Baron Corbin, they probably could have done more with. Tons. Could have done tons with him. You know, kind of where he is right now, I don't really understand. I think they were trying to improve his mic skills, and I don't feel like it's done much. I really don't feel like it's done a lot. No. Uh, they've kind of dropped the uh, dropped the ball on Elias, to a degree. They've uh, oh here's another good one, Finn Balor. The Finn Balor, they've just kind of as soon as he got injured, yeah. and lost that belt, mm-hmm. it's like they were like oh. We are so done with this little man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm sure Vince doesn't like tiny guys. So the fact that he won that, uh, the first um, Universal Universal Championship, it's like, wow. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of his. Technically, I'm still not, actually. Mm -hmm. I don't really get the Balor craze. Um, But he, look at him now. He's a joke. He's a male Bailey. That's all he is. That's all he is. They're actually even. in the mixed match challenge together. I know, and I would have been calling him the male Bailey before that happened because yeah, yeah, yeah. he smiles all the time. And yes, he he's a like he probably looks like the probably the nicest guy on the roster. He, he looks like I, you could walk up to him and and just talk up a storm. With yeah, him. I I agree. I think he probably is like that. Which is lame that he was the Demon King, because he is not like that. He, no, it's and it was so very far. unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, in in a situation like that, like. <laughs> There, you need kayfabe, and in this in this age, it like with kayfabe being dead. Yeah, like, you're right. Nobody believes it. Well, like look at Taker, right? Except for that interview that I've discussed with you off air, where he was just recently interviewed and he yeah. actually talks like his real self. Mm. He has always got some kayfabe there when he's being interviewed, even outside. You know, even when he's interviewed in the UFC when he was watching his match, the the fights and whatnot, he's always got some aura to him. Mm. Don't mess with me. So that always adds to it. But Finn, you know, Finn Balor, smiling and Jeff, you know, laughing and joking around and whatnot. Oh, uh, I paint my body and now I'm the Demon Balor. Can't take you seriously. No, and that's and that's the that's a big problem because all of their characters are that way. They've even Braun Strowman to an to an extent. Um, sure. It, they've kind of ruined him. Like they were in the mixed match challenge. Like, okay, great. Him and Alexa Bliss are having some fun. That's great, fine, um, but but he's supposed to be a monster. Like wh- he's having fun out there. Like, give me a break. Lesnar's really much the only believable guy because you know what what you get. Um. In the uh, on WWTV with Brock Lesnar is pretty much what you're gonna get with him. On the outside as well. So it's kind of weird, though, eh, that I'm going to say this, but you don't know what you had until it's gone. Now that Roman's gone, you can kind of see why uh, he was getting negative reactions. But he was right when he said it, and we've we've pointed it out. He was getting a reaction, Mm -hmm. right? Just like Cena. And uh, he was getting a reaction, whereas most of these other guys are not getting a reaction. No. I was even listening to, um, like, at... Uh, Crown Jewels, some of the matches I was watching, like during the World Cup matches, and there were a lot of times where you could hear a pin drop. Absolutely. Like it was just like nobody is caring about these matches. No, like nobody cares about these characters. Even Rey Mysterio, he's been around for like four weeks. I think he's already lost his shine. I know, and you know there was even something online where Seth was like, "This is why." 
we love to do what we do. And it was kind of a, a caption. It was kind of a, a picture with the crowd. And it was it was supposed to make it look like they were going insane and whatnot. And I'll be honest with you. When I watched that, uh, they went insane with the burn it down. And then the crowd died right down as he was walking to the ring. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to try and pretend like the crowd was going into berserko mode when he was going to the ring and, and wrestling, that didn't happen. Nope. Sorry. It didn't happen. Everyone loved to chant burn it down, but that's about it. That's about it. You know, I like the tune and all that, but, you know, I saw really big things for him, and even that has kind of sizzled out. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. And even the Dean Ambrose heel thing, waiting for bigger, better things go- to happen here because it's kind of snoozy right now. And Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is definitely a snoozer. Yeah, I, don't know, I I think the writers are slightly to blame. Triple H, not Triple H. Uh, Vince is to blame, and maybe even Triple H as well. I don't know what's going on back there, but uh, they need to get edgier characters. And Becky Lynch is edgier, and it's working. And another thing about Becky, though, is I mean, you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know what you're gonna get, and like she's actually utilizing Twitter like so well. Oh yeah, she's just bashing everybody. <laughs> Like today, she like uh, like um, she she put on there a whole bunch of quotes from Ronda Rousey on Twitter, like talking about Becky Lynch and talking about this, and it's like five or six tweets, like in the last couple of days. Um, you know, if you missed my uh, my my response to Becky here, you know, here it is on YouTube or whatever, blah blah blah, and then Becky Lynch writes something like, "Hey Siri, who's my biggest fan?" And uh, and then she writes this bunch of stuff, and she's calling her like Ronnie Rousey now. <laughs> and uh, if you if you go on Twitter, she writes some really funny things. Like it's just like she's referring to herself on Twitter as the man. She's the man. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, she's doing it right. So I think yeah, she's she is the number one person. I can't. Un- I mean, it's gonna sound a little sexist, but they still need the a number one guy though. Sure. Because they're the, well, no, the that's true. Yeah, they can't fight each other, so they need a number one guy. They need a number one guy. So, um, yeah. Anyways, and they just unfortunately just they just don't have that right now. Do you it's, have any visions of who that could be in the future? I do not. No. I feel that pretty much everybody that should have been the guy, yeah, is damaged, and now even if they win the title. Oh, the title doesn't make the person. That's the problem. And you know what? We just mentioned Matt Riddle. I could see them effing him up so bad too. Riddle, Riddle actually gave an interview that he said that in a couple of years' time, he wants to be the one to retire Brock Lesnar from <laughs> the that WWE. Just, is that just a joke that Lesnar will still be around? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure where, where that's going with that. But but anyways, I do see potential in Riddle. He's but a you're right, big they, man. They can't... Who? Riddle's not small. You no, know, he's the, he's not as small as he's you think not, he is. No, he's not. He's tall and he's not he's not lanky at all. No, no. Well, he's bigger than Balor. Oh. Like, he's probably... I, two, I wouldn't even compare him to Balor. How, he, how much does he weigh? Like 220 maybe? I don't know, but he's got a lot of muscle on him. He's very broad. His shoulders are yeah. very wide. Uh, and if he actually wrestled like with boots on and whatnot, he'd look even bigger. But he's barefoot, so it right. kind of gives the illusion. Um, he had fought that um, was it that German guy in NXT? No, 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 English guy. I don't know, just some big tough guy. I don't know. That uh, oh, he was a for, sorry, he's a for, former a rugby player. Okay. In NXT, that guy was is really large, so it really wasn't fair to compare him. But he still looked quite big. 
Like he didn't look like he was tiny. Well, first of all, he's six two. Okay, that's not too short. And uh, two sixteen. Wow, he yeah. looks bigger than that. That's so, not that. It's not that heavy. That's not that heavy. Two sixteen. It's about Seth Rollins size. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he just he's got broader shoulders. When you have broad shoulders, you really look quite large. When you, you do actually. You don't necessarily don't have that size, but right. you may look like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, anyways, the, all that said. Lesnar is pretty much the biggest star they've got. You're right. Um, I I think that's why, like he's the only guy that's going to get this sort of a deal that's going to allow him to go, jump back and forth between WWE and UFC, and that's why because they need him. Yep, agreed, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't put that into perspective, but you're right. It's still Lesnar. He's still the man. For. It'll probably be quite some time. It's going to be quite some time. So That's why it was actually so special when Goldberg came back mm, and dethroned him. Yes. And we've already forgotten about Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, the whole thing was he then he lost at WrestleMania, and then you just never saw him again. Yeah. He wrestled longer than what he wanted to, what he thought he was going to. Yeah. But it, that was really exciting. That was really an exciting time. But already you're kind of meant to forget that, you know, he lost because Lesnar's supposed to look... Like the indestructible human being. Exactly. All right, so Jimmer, you ready to discuss some crown jewel pay-per-view action? If we have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, I wasn't too pleased with this pay-per-view. It certainly had a different vibe. Uh, we had hinted at the start of the podcast that uh, the Evolution pay-per-view was possibly one of the best pay-per-views of the year. And we kind of shift over from the all-female pay-per-view that was very successful, in our opinion, and I'm sure many others, to the all-male pay-per-view, mm-hmm. uh, with the addition, of course, of Rene Young on um, commentary, which yes. was nice, um, in uh, Saudi Arabia, which was pretty much never mentioned for several weeks prior, or even really during the show. They never bragged that they were in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, as we mentioned, the all-male pay-per-view, and it overall was, in my opinion, quite disappointing, uh, quite the letdown. I, um, like, you you guys actually watched this uh, on Friday. Yeah, right? myself and Jay Walker. Jay Walker, the social media superstar. That's right. And um, I, unfortunately, didn't have a chance to watch it on Friday. However, being the type of person I am, I have to see what happens. So I read the results, and I've got to say, reading the results left me with no desire to watch this pay-per-view, for the most part. Yeah, you know what, and I, and I truly feel that you're not really missing out on much, uh, especially since uh, most of the matches were extremely short, uh, a.k.a. They were. rushed, in my opinion. It's like they were trying to get as much into the pay-per-view as possible. Like we had, we have twelve matches here. Yeah, only five of them. Yeah, went into double digits. Yeah, um, time wise, one of them just barely, which was actually a title match, just barely cracked ten minutes. Um. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. So that was kind of a weird dynamic as well like he had a lot of these really short matches i mean look at this we got a universal title match that was just over three minutes right and we have a world cup final match two and a half minutes right two of the biggest matches of the evening just cracked a combined five minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That doesn't even make sense. I hate long matches for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, the odd one here and there is good. But what was this? Yeah, like I want to see a long match if it's going to be a long, if it's going to be a good match. I'm going to tell you right now. There was only one long match on this card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, why don't we just start digging into it? Yeah. I'm going to, disclaimer here, I didn't watch the whole thing. There were certain matches that I didn't even bother with. Oh, and here's the thing, too. Uh, disclaimer as well on my part. Uh, the matches, for the most part, were relatively forgetful. Mm. Uh, unfortunately. So a lot of the matches, I don't remember too, too much about them. Whereas the Evolution pay-per-view, I, I watched every match very intently and... You know, I remembered quite a bit about each. Yes. So we'll go over each. If I don't remember anything, we'll just discuss the winner and our thoughts on the on the loser <laughs> and the winner, and we'll move right on. Because uh, okay, so first match apparently, and I didn't even see this. I don't know if you even heard that this was happening. Shinsuke Nakamura apparently fought Rusev in a prelim match. Well, so I th I believe so. Like SmackDown was on the Tuesday night. Crown Jewel was on. Um, in North America, that the Friday, Friday morning. Uh, Friday, Friday morning, morning sorry, rather. Yeah, Friday morning. I watched that Friday night. Yeah, and um, I believe they announced this match on like Wednesday night. Shinsuke versus Rusev. Yeah, so oh. like they had like a day and a half to really know about it, and it was on the pre-show. Hmm. So. Um, you're not going to expect much. The last from, time these two wrestled, I think they were reversed. I think Shinsuke was the face and Rusev was the heel. Look what's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Rusev has definitely lost his luster. Nakamura, um, eh, about the same. He's been doing a little bit of, of this the, the United States of Nakamura thing, it, but it's not. I don't think it's really catching on. Um, so, anyways, this match went uh, nine and a half minutes which is actually one of the longer matches on the card, which is saying something. I know. I'm looking forward to Shinsuke versus uh, Seth at Survivor Series. That, that That's going to be good. That should be good. Just that to, may be the stealer. So to say um, Nakamura, of course, beat Rusev. Yeah. Retained the United States title. Yeah. And yeah, since they are doing the Raw versus SmackDown, we're going to see some neat matches. So we're going to see, yeah, Shinsuke ver Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. That has the potential to be a fantastic match. Yep. Isn't it weird how Survivor Series is essentially thrown together because it's just the default champs yeah. going up against each other? Right. And I was like, this is garbage. And I looked at the matches. My God, these matches look good. Yeah. <laughs> they actually look good. It kind of angers me because it's so close to all the other pay-per-views. Like, but it's like, oh, why is it? This I should be having, you and I should be talking about this for a long time and excited about mm. it. It's it's coming right up. It's next weekend. Is it already? Is it next weekend? It's yeah, not like yeah. It's, I think it's the sixteenth or the no, like what? I, like yeah, the eighteenth. It's yeah. the eighteenth. Oh my god! Eleven it's, days. Yeah. <laughs> we, we it's should a, be, it, it's a week from Sunday. We should be forced to wait for this. There should be more. There should be more. You know. Do you remember just a few years ago, um, Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar had the the cross promotional feud yeah and there was some feuding between the shows mm -hmm. remember that stuff where yeah. randy would run in uh, yeah. and whatnot that's good stuff that's what you want to see mm -hmm. there's nothing like that that's happening right now they may do a little bit but there's only 11 days you've only got two shows left each no one one, one. you have one more show to hype 
Survivor Series. They're relying on Twitter. It's ridiculous. Oh, you know what? I Garanda aside and from Becky Lynch, yeah, everything else, uh, the everybody else that puts like the uh, the feud related things on Twitter, cringy man. So cringy. Ronda's terrible. Oh yeah. It just oh, it just makes me, it just irks me so much. It's cheating too. All of this feud stuff should be on TV, not online. Call me old school. Sorry, folks. Well, I mean, I'm watching the show. I mean, you laugh at people having Twitter feuds. Yeah. Online. Yeah. So why would this be any different? <laughs> like, why would we not laugh at you? Yeah. For having a feud on Twitter. They're all gonna laugh at you. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. Oh, Nelson. <laughs> All right. First match of the real show, I suppose, is uh, round one of the uh, World Cup. World Cup, that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> it was uh, Rey Mysterio versus uh, Randy Orton. Now, one thing that you. In- I found it kind of interesting. That the way the ring announcer did it for these opening matches of the World Cup, for example, introduced um, Rey Mysterio, saying he's a former two-time world champion, a former blah 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 blah. Rey Mysterio, and then the music started, and he came down. Oh yeah, good point. Did that for they, they did that for all eight of the opening round people. They used to do it during. They would all. They, it's always during. Always during. Always during. Um, so, anyways, it was, I thought that was kind of weird. It was kind of an interesting touch. Um, the only I can't say uh, for some of these people that they did the same. I'm going to assume they did because I didn't again didn't watch it all. But um, I did watch this match. I will say. What I'd said about Rey Mysterio earlier, I think it, I think the shine has already worn off. Yeah. You're already seeing him just basically... I feel like he's just going through the motions. I feel like we should call this the Kurt Angle effect. Honestly, I don't think he he's bringing anything special no. to the matches whatsoever. So I don't know if you uh, remember what I said earlier on this podcast, but I had mentioned... Uh, we should see someone like Ray fight Kalisto. Mm. And I mentioned that Kalisto does higher, high flying moves. And I, I, I was thinking back on it. If you look at Kalisto's style compared to Ray's, Kalisto is actually a much better athlete than Ray is. It's well, really weird. Well, for one thing, Kalisto's a lot younger. He's younger, but he sure. does a lot more high flying moves. And I find he's actually smoother than Ray. Count how many 619s are smooth and look amazing. Oh. <laughs> Ray Mysterio today, yeah. absolutely. Kalisto, yeah. 100%. More of a high flyer. Yeah. He's crisper. Yeah. Um, I think he brings way more to the table than Ray Mysterio does. I still find Ray looks cooler. When Ray has his shirt off there, he looks jacked. He's he got all jacked. the tats. He's yeah. got a good look. Yeah. He's got a good little big man look. Mm. Be- better than uh, Kalisto. I think Kalisto is actually taller than Ray. It might be a bit taller. A little bit, yeah. Because I was looking at a photo uh, actually tonight of all the luchas. Uh, the lucha host party, yeah, yeah. Ray, and... Almost? Um, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and his lady. All together, man, he's way taller than all of them. <laughs> Almost, I think he's like six two, right? And is that how tall he yeah. is? He's like the tallest lucha. Or oh what? yeah, he's the tall. He's super. Tall. Oh, Sin Cara would be huge too. Sin Cara yeah, is a big, is over, big, big man. I think he's over six feet. Yeah, well. and yeah. he's got some uh, 
he's got some um what do you what do you say he's not he's thick he's got some girth he's got some girth to him he's uh when he's doing his high flying moves it's like oh god <laughs> i'm going to die yeah i know you got a big man <laughs> doing a 450 <laughs> oh my gosh it does actually say a lot to sincar really he is actually he's, a, actually, an he's actually a really good wrestler he is. Uh, i was looking at I was watching a little bit of his match as of recent, I don't know, within the last year. That's recent enough for Sin Cara. And uh, I was like, yeah, you kind of forget. You know, we make fun of him a lot, but he's pretty talented for a big man. Sure, sure. Pretty, you know, these luchas are all good. But yeah, Rey Mysterio, I feel, is just kind of going through the motions. He's doing the just, same moves over and over I think again. you're right. It's just age, right? There's, yeah, and there's and I feel there's there's no psychology in any of his moves. What was up with his gear? I hated his gear. The yellow? Yeah, yeah. It was like all tight and weird. It wasn't his standard stuff that he used to wear. No. Actually, since he's come back, like, I mean, he's only wrestled in two matches. This is only his second match. Yeah. Um, Coming back. But his very first match, he came back when he fought Nakamura at uh, SmackDown 1000. Yeah. It seemed like he was wearing, like, his tights were straight out of 1997. Yeah, the tight stuff? Yeah, like the tight stuff, the way, the, just the design even. Yeah. Like, um, the mind and I said that. He looked like, he looked like mid-90s Ray. He lost his gear in the airport and he had to get his old stuff sent by said, his wife. Yeah, right. He's like, he's like, hey, Matilda. Matilda. Uh, <laughs> can you go into the attic and, oh. and get me the stuff that I... That I wore at uh, Super Brawl 1996 <laughs> when I fought Chris Jericho of all people. Actually, I think I saw that match. Yeah, I don't know if it was Super Brawl or not, but anyways, well, one actually one of my favorite matches of all time is Rey Mysterio versus Chris Jericho in like early 1997. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, for the cruiserweight title, fabulous nice. match. Nice, super good. Right yeah. on. Uh, so, anyways, Rey Mysterio beat Randy Orton five and a half minutes. My goodness. Yeah, you know, I was looking forward to this match. I was thinking, you know, it's gonna be all smooth and whatnot. Eh, it was so so. Yeah. And you know, these these two guys likely have a fair amount of history. You know, they wrestled back in the two thousands a lot. Eh, it was just going through the motions. It felt like it really felt that way. Even even Randy Orton, unfortunately, I didn't really feel feel like he brought it. And normally, we rank our matches. But I can't rank them because I just don't remember enough to do so. So uh, yeah, I'll rank I, it with an eh. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. Why don't we give it a eh or a eh? We'll give it sound effects. That's sure. fun. I love that. Okay, so for the Shinsuke Rusev, I'll give a oh because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> and the Orton Ray Mysterio gets an eh. I'm gonna give it a eh. Okay. <laughs> Next match, The Miz, Mike Mizanin. <laughs> Give him his full name. Going up against Jeffrey Hardayan. Pretty sure it is just Jeffrey Hardy. No, no, Hardayan. It's Jeff Nero Hardy. That's his Nero. actual middle name. Oh, right, right. That's how you could continue to use it. So smart. No, they're good. They're good. They're good peeps. Remember uh, much about this match? No, I don't. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm fairly certain I watched this one. <laughs> Gives you an idea, eh? And you know, this match should have actually been better than that. But more forgetfulness. Yeah, more forgetfulness. Seven minutes and five seconds. Yeah, again, Another quick pretty one. short. Um, yeah, like you just get the feeling like they're just really trying to whip through these matches. I guess they had 12 matches that they need, or 11 in the real, the full show. Who did you think was going to take this match? Um, I felt the Miz. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, as for Ray versus Orton, uh, I thought Orton, I think, was going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were actually... Actually, I would foresee him even as a possible winner. But, didn't happen. I had a feeling that Ray was going to win just because I didn't think they were going to kind of have him lose like his second match back. Oh, okay. I just didn't think they were going to make him lose that quickly. Well, you know WB. <laughs> I mean, it didn't as, take much longer. But As we discussed earlier, they love to bury people. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, the Miz won that match. What you, what what, uh, what kind of rating are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm gonna give that one another. Oh. <laughs> 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 the George of the Jungle. I don't know. Tarzan. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Apparently, Sin Cara is here. <laughs> the mind. No, you're not the mind, Sin Cara. No, you can go away. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Apparently, you're Eric Cartman now. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm the mind. Am I the mind? <laughs> Shut up, Mojo. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> it's like it's like Mojo version two. Just trying to channel my inner mind. Channel your own version of the mojo. <laughs> Get your mojo. Mojo got my mojo. Uh, next up here, we've got Seth Rollins defeating Bobby Lashley. I don't know why I said defeating. <laughs> he sure did. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Bobby Lashley lost to Seth Rollins. Yeah, so I, I had a feeling Seth was going to win this match, regardless of the fact that Bobby Lashley could probably eat him. <laughs> But, yeah. but Bobby Lashley, man, not doing it for me. No, even with Leo Rush. Leo Rush is the star in this. Oh, and that's not that can't be. <laughs> I know. It's I, it's like it's like when you had Bobby Heenan and then you had Haku. You know, you, Haku. You didn't watch it for. You still didn't watch it for Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan enhanced Haku. Like you needed somebody in there. To enhance him, because he just couldn't do it on his own. But with Lashley, you're not even looking at Lashley. You're looking at Leo Rush, because I still don't care about Lashley. Right. So, anyways, um, disclaimer on this one: I fast forwarded through this one by mistake. I just didn't go back. Yeah. You, again, you didn't miss much, and you know the match was a whole. Was it five and a half minutes? Another five-minute match. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think Leo Rush is the star in all of it. I, I just saw him on uh, 205 Live tonight mm. there. And uh, he's a pretty good talker. Yeah. He's really good at uh, ignoring the crowd when they're... I think they were chanting boring to him. Oh. I think that's what they were saying. But, uh, yeah, I think he's getting into a feud with Cedric Alexander mm. right now. But uh, talented young guy, 23-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, Rollins uh, beat Lashley there, so he moved on. Moved on. Next, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. Now, this one here had the potential to be um, a show stealer, actually. Yeah, and this was uh, this did not steal the show. This was that that sound effect. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Kurt Angle is such a slow wrestler, but I certainly didn't think. That my number one pick to win the tournament was going to lose to Dolph <laughs> Ziggler. 
Because that's who I thought was going to win this whole thing. In the first round. He, and he lost in the first freaking round to Dolph Ziggler. Mm, of all people. And apparently lost to Drew McIntyre on Raw as well. Yeah, wow. He is... Uh, Way to go there, he's, Mr. Former he's Gold Medalist. rocking it. Rocking it right now. Former winner of the six-man Hell in a Cell. Oh, man. Did he win that match? He did. Oh, wow. The six-pack challenge. Uh, I'm not even sure if that match ever took place, but... <laughs> But he certainly, certainly wrestled in the six-man Hell in a Cell. So, gold medalist, multiple-time <laughs> world champion. Um, what else? Oh, King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Won King of the Ring one year. Uh, yeah, and now, jobbing out to Ziggler and McIntyre. Z- Ziggy, Ziggy Mac. <laughs> Z- Mac and Zig. Ziggy Dolphin. <laughs> What's Ziggy Dolphin doing in the Impact Zone? Oh, 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 oh. That's a seal. Whatever. And Mackie Drewman <laughs> comes dressed up like a chef. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a wooden spoon <laughs> and a box of craft dinner. It's like Hogan. Hogan's um, Pasta Mania. Pasta Mania. Oh my gosh. Taylor <laughs> coming out in a, uh, a fish costume. <laughs> he just flops around. <laughs> yeah, because he's a dolphin, right? <laughs> Thanks for breaking that one down. <laughs> a chef and a dolphin. Oh, oh ma- match made in heaven. You guys will make $5,000. Wow, a match? No, no, per year. No. <laughs> Between the two of you. <laughs> Shared. And you pay your own expenses. And you must scrap it out to see who gets it. You pay your own expenses. <laughs> You will have to drive yourself from show to show. Oh God! But but Ziggy Dolphin is a dolphin. He's to be in a tank. Well, it looks like we're gonna be eating off ramen noo- ramen numerals, <laughs> ramen noodles. <laughs> they can't afford. We can't afford ramen noodles. Ramen numerals. It is. Can I have Roman noodles? <laughs> R- Roman Reigns' hair. Oh no. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, God. What's the next match there, Jimmer? All right, this one here was uh, for the Tag Team Championship, one of the longer matches of the night, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, brother. Uh, the Bar defending against the New Day. Uh, for some reason, the Bar's brand-new best friend, Big Show, was out there. Oh, hot garbage. Can't stand this. I do not understand why he's even out there. Um, this match I did not like. <laughs> no, okay, so finally a New Day match that has like has not done very well. No, because they've yeah they've been pretty consistent with their with their matches. Yeah. Um, but this one here I didn't like it. I didn't like the psychology. Um, like I felt like for example, Kofi was kind of like they call him like the face in peril, where he's uh, getting beat up by both of the heels. And he's trying to get over to make the tag, but he can't quite make it. They do that a lot with Kofi, I find. They do that a lot with Kofi. But, like, the psychology just wasn't there. Like, for example, when he could have jumped over and making the tag, he decided to do something else before making the tag. Like, why would you do that? And even with Sheamus, he goes, like, he kind of got hit in the head, and he backs up. Instead of trying to still stop... Kofi from making the tag 
he goes and tags Sheamus first instead, even though Kofi's right there. Yeah. Like, he could have just stomped him on your way to making the tag. Yeah. Makes no sense. And that happened a couple times. I did not like it. Um, I think these guys have wrestled each other way too much. I think that's another problem. Yeah. It's just kind of becoming stale, which is funny because the New Day versus the Usos kind of got better with every match. Yeah, I know. So, I, I don't know what that well, says. Well, I, I think the bar is a problem, too. I don't know. They're losing it. Either that or they're getting tired of wrestling the same freaking people. Maybe that's what it, it is. It could be. They, they, you know, they could be bored. Um, okay. I will say there was one cool spot in this match where Kofi was, like, on the top rope. I guess he was going for some kind of a move. And Sheamus caught him and, like, kind of just kind of held him up. Um, kind of just on his shoulders. Right. And then Sheamus, Sheamus, that, that was Sheamus, Cesaro grabs Kofi in like a suplex type uh, maneuver type uh, position and lifts him up from Sheamus' shoulders. Sheamus pushes Kofi off and Cesaro, head, right? no, Cesaro ends up hitting him with like a jackhammer oh. type move. Right. So that was a neat spot. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyways, the bar, go ahead and uh, retain after Big Show kind of gets involved. Oh, Big Show's the worst part of the whole thing. Like, that is not helping. <laughs> I thought this guy was supposed to be retired. What is he doing? We, like, what? I think it was about a month ago, <laughs> we talked about the Big Show. You know, ne they never really announced his retirement, but, you know, he's he's obviously retired. And then all of a sudden, randomly shows up. Yeah. To help out the bar. To randomly help them out. Why? It was never even explained. No, never. He just kind of hung up. It's kind of like how, um, what's his <laughs> name, is the uh, manager for the AOP on Raw. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever explained why Spud is <laughs> the, uh, the manager of the new Raw Tag Team Champions, actually. They, they beat Seth Rollins this week. There's only really one logical reason behind the whole uh, the whole Big Show thing. Racism. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just jump on that, eh? It's got to be play the race card. Well, never know. He did kind of go down. Look at at uh, at uh, it wasn't Xavier, right? It was Kofi. Yeah, he looked at Kofi. It's just with this look of disgust for no reason, grabs him and throws him through a table. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what What? the heck, man? What's that all about? I know. Maybe he just doesn't like pancakes. Maybe. He's a waffle guy. <laughs> Seamus and Cesaro make him breakfast in bed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Big Show, I brought you... I brought you some... <laughs> what some... kind of accent is that? <laughs> That's supposed to be my Swiss accent. <laughs> I'm Smith. <laughs> and I'm Seamus. And I love to fight. He's got this big manly accent. <laughs> oh, man. Up next, we have The Miz versus Rey Mysterio in a semifinal match for the World Cup. What's your thoughts on this one? Eh. Yeah. More of an eh. Yeah. Have these guys ever wrestled before? The Miz and Mysterio? Yeah. Mm, it's possible. I don't really remember. I wish I could always give stats on former uh, feuds, especially with things like this. Yeah, All these old timers. 
Yeah, I could easily say, yeah, Rey Mysterio and uh, The Miz, this is the first time they've they've ever fought. Or they could say the first time they've fought since, you know, 2011. Yeah, yeah, Rey Mysterio and The Miz. <laughs> that sounds like uh, they're going to... They're not going to wrestle. They're going to put together a table that they got from Ikea. <laughs> you feel bad for this lamp? That's okay. <laughs> Reusing used things and old things is a good thing. Where's the Allen key? <laughs> oh, You ever see that Ikea commercial? I don't know. Where like there's a lamp outside in the rain and you kind of feel bad for the lamp because it's outside. But it's not an animal or a human being. It's a lamp. But you kind of feel bad for it anyways, and right at the end, I think it's the inventor of Ikea. You feel bad for this lamp? That's okay. That's normal to feel bad for the lamp. Reusing old things is a good thing. So it's like, but you guys sell new things. I'm really confused on what your message is here. Are you telling me to go to garage sales more and to skip Ikea? Right. Because I can. We all can. Speaking of lamps, I went to go see a concert last night. Jack White. I love lamp. And when he... Speaking of lamp, when he came in onto the stage, he actually had, like, an actual lamp. <laughs> and it was plugged in. And he was shining it on the crowd. And then he tossed it into said crowd. And uh, I don't exactly know what happened to the lamp. But I do real for the rest of the concert, somebody um, was holding the shade. And somebody else was holding the bulb. It's so weird. Very strange that indeed. That is so weird. What did you do at a Jack White concert? I held a lampshade. I was hoping to get a guitar pick. In- instead, I got the base of a lamp. <laughs> so they kept it and brought it home with them. <laughs> Maybe. As a souvenir from a Jack White concert. Oh. Turns out he probably just stole the lamp. <laughs> he stole it from the hotel. <laughs> I needed a lamp. From the Bell <laughs> Center waiting lounge. <laughs> Uh, Somebody tries to walk out of the MTS Center with it. They get tased. But Jack White threw it to me. <laughs> A likely story. <laughs> you, if anything, he lent it. <laughs> it's a there he is. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Do you know this man? I've never seen him in my life. <laughs> tase, tase, tase him again. <laughs> and they, and they, keep, they keep beating and tasing him. And then the guy says, I'm not even Jack White. And then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really pale. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> looks nothing like Jack. He's a 400-pound Asian man. <laughs> oh, that is too good. He's <laughs> a Runs off, stops on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> the Miz beat Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who knew that your story about Jack White with a lamp would be the highlight of a of a review? <laughs> Oh. That was more exciting than anything that happened at Crown Jewel. <laughs> Just, let's say that right now. Oh. Next up, we had Dolph Ziggler 
versus Seth Rollins in the other semifinal match. These guys have never wrestled before. No. Ever. No. Actually, this was a bit of a throwback. It was. Because they had, they, had they had a bit of a feud going there. They had their 30-minute Iron Man match. That's right. Among other matches. That one's the most memorable one because the crowd was taken over during that match. But they weren't doing that this time. Yep. So this match here, uh, yeah, Ziggy won the match uh, against Seth Rollins there. Beat him with a super kick. I think after... Drew, Drew did a little bit of interference. Yeah. Jumped up on the ring. Drew jumped up. Yeah, actually pushed. Um, actually, uh, I can't remember if he... Yeah, he tossed. He um, Rollins was up on the top rope, and of course the ref was looking the other way. Um, he's looking at a lamp. <laughs> and uh, McIntyre kind of tossed them off the top rope, and he lost his footing. And then Miz, and Miz hit him with a... Uh, no, sorry, Ziggler, rather, hit him with a super kick. With a super kick. And uh, pinned him, one, two, three. That was it. That's a very rare move, the super kick. I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Since the days of Carl Gotch. Oh, God. Carl Gotch? Sixty-one. Is that why Simon Gotch was Simon Gotch? That's right. It was was after after Carl Gotch. Oh. Okay. Did he have a white Gotch? No, he wore black Gotch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hide the streaks. Oh, God. Wore a lampshade. Eat, sleep, hide the streak. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be a funny T-shirt. Eat, sleep, hide the streak, and you see like a, a drawing of Brock Lesnar pulling his tidy whities back and putting like a, a pad in there. <laughs> I would wear that. Oh, it's <laughs> <You're> gross. <laughs> it's gross, but hilarious yeah. at the same time. <laughs> You get Brock to sign it. Oh, just right on the right on the little pad thing. Yeah, you. It's a. It's a. You you know, you make the shirt. It's like a black shirt. Yeah. You just have like a Lesnar shirt. Hey Brock, can you sign this? Yeah, sure. And it's you have the rectangle cut out. Yeah. So you can't really tell. Can you sign right here? Yeah, sure, no problem. And then you pull the shirt out. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> And then run. <laughs> run for your life. Yeah. You throw the cut shirt at him and keep the the good one. <laughs> the straight one. Look what I got. <laughs> Look what I got, Sable. Oh, no. Here it comes. <laughs> You're lucky at me, man. Oh, no. It's another one. <laughs> Can you sign this shirt? Jimmer made it on Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, man. Okay. Next match here was the uh, WWE title match, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, which of course was supposed to be AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan mm. for the title. Well, it happened. Happened on SmackDown. It did. It did. Yeah, and he lost. He lost, of course. Daniel Bryan lost. Yeah, he just straight up tapped. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird to see. Good night, Susan. Yeah, we know who the better man is. Yep. <laughs> the burial of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Styles, uh, yeah. He beat Joe. Beat Joe. Nobody wanted to see this match. You know what? No. No one wanted to see it. It was, uh, again, really short notice. You notice they used the O. Wendy 
storyline still with this match. Do, do they really? Yeah, I like they built they, they had to build it up right uh, that night. That same so, night, yeah. So, so they were showing footage of the past, and it's like, why? I, I guess they had to, but it was weird. It was like the this, the feud is over. But they had to rekindle the feud using this old footage. They had, to, they had to remind you why you wanted to watch AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe again. Like, And the only thing they used for Samoa Joe was like, AJ, did you really think our feud was over? It's like, oh god. Now it's probably over. <laughs> it has to be. I would, I would Samoa so. Joe has now lost like three times to AJ Styles. Isn't Samoa Joe injured as well? Didn't he come, didn't he wrestle that match injured? I'm not really sure. I know we had heard that he was injured, so I'm honestly I was even surprised to see him. Yeah, you know, even show up on SmackDown last week. Right. I didn't actually think that he was even going to be there, but um, yeah, he he may have even wrestled injured. Who knows? Oh, Andy. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joey Jojo. <laughs> Next up, we had the Universal Championship match: Brock Lesnar. Versus Braun Strowman. Wow. Now, this had a really weird take. Yeah, sure did. Like, I guess in a way, it was done to try to protect Braun, but I don't feel it did. So what was the whole thing with Baron Corbin? What was that about? I guess it's one of those best for business type deals. Oh, I literally didn't know what it was. I'm, I'm, I don't even know if they explained it, even on Raw. Because had, had Strowman done anything to Baron that would have caused that? He may have. I don't know. But I think it was more Elias that had recently done stuff. Yeah, to Baron, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hit him with the guitar and everything. Like, if anything, you thought they were going in that direction. Right. Right. So, yeah, it didn't make much sense. Anyways, for those who haven't watched... Uh, Crown Jewel, or you know, maybe have, won't have the opportunity. Basically, uh, you had Brock Lesnar in the ring there. You had Braun Strowman in the ring. They announced them. Yep. You had Baron Corbin in the middle there, holding the Universal Title Belt, basically kind of presenting it to both guys, saying, "Hey, this is what you're fighting for," like the referees typically do. And when he went to show it to Braun Strowman, he hit him in the face with it. Yeah. Ran out of the ring, and Brock Lesnar basically went to town. Now, what I feel should have happened. However, as we stated before, Brock Lesnar is really the only star on this show. Yeah. Um, what should have happened is you should have had Braun Strowman still defeat Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. although he had to fight a little harder for it because he obviously started off the match at a disadvantage. But you could have still um, had him win and because he's... He's not white hot anymore, but he's still one of the hotter guys on the on the card. Yep. Uh, on the on the roster, but they didn't go that route. No, not no. at all. They had Brock Lesnar basically destroy him with five f fives, which I guess you know if you're if you think about it, it's pretty impressive that he was able to kick out of four f fives. Yeah. Um, but you know he's still still. Hit him with that fifth F5, none of which look extremely convincing. He sure doesn't like doing, uh, using anything out, more out of his arsenal, eh? Just F5s. Lesnar? Yeah. No, he doesn't do much. And then even, he took, he, he uh, after the fourth F5, he took the gloves off, 
and they kind of even built up that oh he's taking the gloves off he's you know he's bare knuckling it so you think maybe he's going to try to bust them up yeah there was but he didn't even that. do that he just basically went for one more f5 his hands were hot <laughs> <laughs> my hands was hot his accent changes <laughs> i understand Joe Rogan shows up. <laughs> Brock, what was with what was with you taking the gloves off? My hands was hot. Oh, jeez. Now I know where you're going. I understand. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, Brock Lesnar beats Braun Strowman, new universal champion. Again. We'll see him at WrestleMania. He's, he's quite a... How many times has he had that belt so far? Like, it's just twice. Twice? Well, I mean, world championships. Oh, world? Like, altogether? Yeah. Um, I don't know, six or seven. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's not bad for a guy that was gone for such a long time. Yeah. Well, he's won the belt since he came back. I think, I guess this is probably his fourth reign, I think, since he's come back. Wow. Between WWE You mean like when he came back and, like and fought, like, and fought Cena there? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Pretty sure. I could be wrong. It's too bad the mind's not here. He would know. The mind. I'll have to listen to this and uh, comment. Comment later on the back backseat comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyways, not uh, if I was gonna if I was going to give this um, a number, I would give it a two. Oh, a two out of ten. Two out of ten, and but since we're not doing numbers, we're just doing sma- sound effects. I'm gonna give it a. Bleh. I'll give a. Yeah, two's almost sounds too good. <laughs> Maybe a little too generous. Yeah. Well, there's two men in the ring. We'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. There's there's my two. That's fair. Now the next one, you actually have to talk about this. I can't even bring myself to talk about it. Okay, so it was supposed to be Ziggy Dolphin, the Dolph Zigmeister. Going up against the Miz, and in fact they did. And I was I was originally torn. I was like, who's, you know, both guys are from Ohio for some reason. I always remember that fact. They know each. That's bizarre. It's weird. I always remember who's from Ohio for some reason. And um, I was kind of talking to Jay Walker, and I'm like, who's gonna play the face of this? I'm like, I think it's gonna be the Miz. Didn't really do too much face stuff and whatnot. But I guess the Miz kind of fell to the ground slash hopped off the ring and and landed funny. And at first I thought it was a shoot. He's like, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And the ref runs up to him and he's like, I'm freaking hurt. I never hurt myself. And it, just the things he was saying sounded kind of real. Like, I never hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Like, who says that, right? And, um, you know, it looks like he's out. And they're like, ring the bell. And, you know, it looks like Dolph Ziggler wins by default. Yeah. But... Shane McMahon grabs the mic and says, it's not happening this way. One of those classics, it's not going down like this. Mm-hmm. And he starts freaking taking his shirt off. It's like, oh, no. So all these guys have been part of a tournament, wrestling each other, all, you know, exhausted. Especially, you got the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. They've had numerous matches throughout the night. Right. And Shane McMahon enters himself into the match mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Right. And pretty much annihilates Dolph Ziggler and wins and parades around the whole freaking place 
like he did, you know, the most outstanding thing. I did it! I did it! I did it! And he, he's he's running around with the this giant statue. Ah, you did it! Yes! Yes! And he's it was just sh- glimmering in sweat for some reason when he had barely wrestled. Yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's got problems. Yeah, he's got some glandular issues. I think. <laughs> and if this isn't to build up a heel turn. I don't know what it is because there's no way you can expect the crowd to cheer for a man that has barely worked his butt off in an entire tournament. Who is the, what would you say? He's the general manager of SmackDown? The commissioner. The commissioner of SmackDown. And he just throws himself into the match because he can, beats up one guy that's barely usable, and and then brags about winning the tournament. Mm -hmm. Like, what what a waste. It's a huge waste. Um, it's, it makes you think like it's, it's another one of those bait and switch things where it's like, why in the world were we watching this world cup, this whole thing to begin with? We didn't really care all that much for it to begin with. Yeah. The world cup basically being an American cup. Yeah. thought that was kind of lame, but now the finals, the one guy gets injured and now Shane McMahon, who's not even a, first of all, not even a wrestler. Right. Goes ahead and uh, injects himself into the into the the finals of the match. Yeah, he didn't have to wrestle anybody. Yeah, not only that, he's not a wrestler. So even Dolph Ziggler, tired. Yeah, I mean, should yeah be able to beat non wrestling Shane McMahon. I mean, he did beat Kurt Angle, so should he not be able to beat Shane McMahon? And he beat Seth Rollins. So there should be no reason. And and he's been sitting around for half an hour. He's got plenty of time to catch his breath. Sure. Yeah. So, anyways. And this was... It, it was a two and a half minute match. Yeah. Like, it's such junk. It was just... Yeah, it was just rushed. And the whole tournament felt like it was a waste. It's a waste. It was. And, you, like, all of the matches, too. Like, if we look at the matches, the first four matches for oh, this World Cup quarterfinal, five and a half minutes... 705, 5.5, 8.10. That was the longest one of the first round. Then it got a little longer, like the uh, um, the Mysterio Miz match was 11 and a quarter. Rollins and uh, uh, Ziggy was 13 minutes. Yeah. And then the finals were 2.5 minutes. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. Whatever. Yeah. Whatevs. Last match of the night, D-Generation X, consisting of Triple H and Shawn Michaels going up against the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker, and your favorite of all time, the Big Red Machine, Kane, also known as the Mayor of Little Town, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Ah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, it's not a little town. It's actually a pretty big... The county itself and the city is... Are, is a decent size. I thought it was called like Little Town or something. No, no. Small Town? I don't know. I think we just I think we just call it that. Little Big Town? <laughs> Little Big Town. <laughs> is that the... Is that the... Is this, no. Is that, that a, a band or... That's a country band. Oh. Rewind. Yeah. Little Metal Town! <clears throat> <laughs> That's what I have to say about this match. <laughs> yeah, so... What was your thoughts about this match? We've already kind of discussed it partially at the beginning of the show. Yeah. You know, um, so from Trips, 
uh, tearing his his pec, not his quad. Yeah. That was, you know, that was pretty tough of him. But the way they had to go around that was lame. You know, we, we were watching it earlier. Undertaker swinging him on the outside of the ring, kind of gently guiding him. Oh, guiding yeah. him into the uh, the side yep. of the um, what do you call it the, the it was the like fence, the guardrail guardrail yeah outside uh, the ring super there. hard to watch yeah they um the the announcers like Corey Graves kept saying this is amazing that these four are in the ring together they've never been in the ring together Tri- uh, D Generation X and the Brothers of Destruction kept referring to them as their team names well first of all this incarnation of DX was never even around at the same time. Oh, really? As the the Brothers of Destruction. Which, it was before, right? Yeah. Uh, well, this version of DX was around kind of a little bit be- like before, for sure. Yeah. And then after as well. Well, sure, yeah. Like, they need... Yeah, like, it's whatever, you know, for them to come and say that, like, it, that they're they're stretching. They're just trying to sell it, obviously. Um, but, yeah, then Triple H, of course, got hurt. So, Shawn Michaels wrestled a good chunk of the match pretty much by himself. At one point, Triple H, um, actually Shawn Michaels hit Kane and his mask flew off. Oh, that was that was the funniest moment of the night. God, was that funny? The hair was just lying there, st- stitched to the mask. I can't believe they're still like attaching the fake hair. Well, he doesn't like, have we the know hair. he doesn't have hair though. Like, just wear the mask on your face. That might look pretty funny though. Where Mysterio has a bald head. Yeah, he wears a mask like that sometimes. <laughs> but you gotta admit, though, if we see Kane at this stage in the game wearing just the mask with the bald head, you might look funny. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it would matter. No, it wouldn't matter. Nah. <laughs> You're like especially with Kane. I think especially with Kane. <laughs> You're like I don't care. The fake hair and his burnt face. <laughs> Snitsky. <laughs> Um, Shawn Michaels almost killed himself with a moonsault. By the way, going back to Kane's mask, did you, uh, did you notice that I, they kind of panned away from him when his mask fell off? You kind of saw it a little bit, and I go to Jay, I'm like, well, there's no way they're going to show him now that his mask fell off, and they panned him on the outside, kind of stumbling around with no mask on. <laughs> It was it was really ridiculous. He can't even wrestle anymore because he has no mask on. My God, that's what Kane looks like without his mask on. He's hideous. <laughs> they're acting like they've never seen him before. Rewriting the past. Jim Ross shows up. <laughs> the bird face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my name is Kane. No, you're Jim Ross. <laughs> Why are you holding a voice box, Jim Ross? <laughs> it's the barbecue sauce. Does anybody have some main event mustard? <laughs> I found that the, uh, the the match itself was like a botch mania. It was it botch was. after botch after botch. Well, even the the very end of the match, which I'm not going to say is the worst ending ever, but, like, they tried, both Shawn Michaels and Triple H were lifted up for the tombstone. Yeah. And they both escaped. Taker falls over for some reason. And uh, then Shawn Michaels has the wherewithal to then hit Kane with the Sweet Chin Music, who, of course, he doesn't fall. He just kind of spins around. Triple H 
kicks him in the stomach, hooks one arm for the pedigree, <laughs> can hardly move the other arm, <laughs> basically gently, basically just bends Kane's arm, and they they both bit, fall awkwardly to the mat. Okay, Kane dropped himself down yeah. into the mat. I don't even yeah. know if Triple H tried to do anything. No, I don't know what Triple H was doing. I think he was. I think he was probably ready to pass out from the pain. You think he was in that much agony? I think he was in a lot of pain. That's what it was, eh? I think so. Okay. I think they were base. He was pretty much like, "This match needs to end." I need drugs. I don't think there's anything more I can do here. I've I've been a warrior. Yeah. I've gone through this match now for the last twenty. Three minutes. Yeah, he seems like a mind over matter guy, eh? Like if it you tell yourself, it. if you can get past the fact that it's just pain, yeah. pain is a feeling. Mm-hmm. If you can get past that, I think that's what he's. I think that's what it's hard. Easier said than done. Yeah, but I think he's managed to do that. Well, your mind can trick you into thinking all sorts of cra- crazy things are going on with your body. Now you gotta be resilient. So the other way around, if you can kind of somehow trick your body into thinking that you know what, there's nothing actually wrong with me. Yes. Then you know then great but i'm sure you can only do that for so long yeah mindfulness yeah well, maybe yeah. he practices mindfulness maybe lots of breathing yeah so anyways the, yeah that, that was it they uh he pins uh kane one two three sean michaels dances a little bit not by much but and then, yeah then they both pass out in the corner <laughs> <laughs> triple h has got this really like just a grimace on his face he's just so so much pain i'm sure and uh, Shawn Michaels has got this stupid grin on his face, like, yay, we won! <laughs> My and... legacy's been renewed. <laughs> Look at me, people. I'm the showstopper! <laughs> hey, everybody, it's a showstopper. What do you think of my hair? Yeah, Shawn Michaels was so bald. He's very bald. He looked like the brother of Triple H. <laughs> he, he looked like he looked like you threw Triple H in the dryer. <laughs> And out came shrunken Triple H. No, wait, that's just Shawn Michaels. The la- even his the, beard shrunk. Even the stubble on top of Triple H's head shrunk down to pure skin. Yeah, just just sucked into his body. <laughs> sucked right into the pores. Hook <laughs> it to my veins. <laughs> All right, well, that was the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. I needed a lot of Crown Royal after that one, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh, not great at all. What would you give it out of a 10, Jimmer? Oh. Oh. I don't... Uh, you know what? I would give this a 4. Okay. I give it a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I... We're right on the same page there. Yeah, I just do not... I can't pass that thing. Um, I really feel that... Especially with this whole World Cup tournament that they that they hyped so much... That everything was just negated. First of all, with these really short matches, and then everything was just negated when Trip, when uh, Shane McMahon inserted himself into the into the finals and won the darn thing. Right. So um, that that was terrible. Um, I did not like what they did with Lesnar. Um, I I understand it, but I don't. I didn't think it was a great move. The tag team title match was blah. The main event was eh. Um, I mean, you give Triple H all the credit in the world. Again, I don't know. If, I don't think I can say the word warrior enough for for him being able to 
essentially tear his pectoral pectoral muscle yeah. about three minutes into the match. And this match went 27 minutes. Oh, so he basically... Can't believe that went that long. Finished this match, like, essentially over 20 more minutes. Yeah. And, like, it was the longest match on the card um, by a huge margin. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it th- that said, the match wasn't great. wasn't good. Shawn Michaels can still go, though. You know, l- maybe a little slower, but he's... Uh, honestly... He's all right. Uh, he probably... Would you say he did the best? Like, before Triple H's injury, I wouldn't say so. But after Triple H was injured, he was doing the best out of all four men. Oh, absolutely. He really was. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, he's... he's regardless, I mean, you got to imagine he's got a, at least a little bit of ring rust. He still looks really fit. He's still in great shape, for sure. Yeah, and so is Triple H. But yeah. he injured, Triple H was injured. Undertaker and Kane, no. Not no. in good shape. Not in good shape nope. at all. Um, Well, Kane is not... He is definitely um, settled into his desk job <laughs> yeah. as the mayor. Um, Taker, I mean, again, his body is just, it's just not what it once was. No, God, no. You know, his, his joints and everything, I think probably every joint needs to be replaced. Well, his hips have been replaced already, so partial replacement is what he had said. Oh, is so. that right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but anyways, that's uh, that's Crown Jewel, and that's episode 86. Of the RGW Podcast. Exactly. Next week, of course, 87. We're hoping the mind is going to be able to join us again. We're going to talk about our rumors and hope eh, might even have a little topic of discussion, perhaps. Yeah. And, of course, we're going to probably, uh, I guess we're going to have to preview um, Survivor Series because that's going to be the, fo- the, the following Sunday already. We're even, you know, maybe even shooting for a surprise guest next week see what happens never know you never tune in we got some plans can't guarantee anything so i won't name drop anyone but might have someone coming on over so right on exciting stuff so make sure you join us uh for episode 87 and as always thank you so much for listening to the show uh thank you for continuing to share and support the show we really really appreciate it as always you can connect with us and find us um on the twitter the Facebook, and of course the Instagram. Uh, you can just search at RGW Podcast. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on CastBoxApp.fm, Podchaser, Breaker.audio, Stitcher.com, Podbean, UBook.com, Podcast.com. Of course, find us on our own website, www.regularguyswrestling.com. And as well, our favorite website, aside from our own, of course, listennotes.com, where you can catch all 86 episodes of the RGW Podcast. It's a wonderful thing. Beautiful. Not much left to say after that, but... We will catch you next time. Yeah, ciao for now.